Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to the Lockdown Blues Podcast, part of the Lockdown Live Network and your number one source for daily blues content. I'm Josh Hyman and uh, I'm here for a solo episode to start off the week. Um, a little bit of a delay in today's episode. Uh, I do apologize for that. I'm currently recording this off of my phone's hotspot because my apartment Wi-Fi hasn't really been working since I've moved back in. So that's why the episode is late, and hopefully I can get that figured out throughout the week so we won't have to deal with that in the future. But we will see. Before we continue, just want to let everyone know that today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code Locked On, and you'll get 20% off of your next order now um got a bit of a bit of a episode here filled with filled with uh, some opposite reactions we're going to be responding to or reacting to both games this weekend that took place against the los angeles kings um the first one the blues won four to two and the second one the blues lost six to three um sort of a sort of a tale of two two teams here this weekend and uh, I'm going to get into that, trying to trying to break down what I think it means for the future of this team throughout the season. We've seen, you know, we've seen a lot of good through their first six games, but we've also seen a lot of bad. Um, and I think that this weekend was kind of perfect, uh, perfect to represent both of that. You know, we had a four-two victory where the team looked pretty damn good, and the players that needed to step up stepped up. The power play was looking good. The penalty kill was still looking a little shaky, but. You know, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of positives to take away from that game, and then they come out the very next night, and once again in game two of the series, the Blues just continued to drop the ball, uh, made a little bit of a push at the end there to get it close, but wasn't really ever too too competitive of a game as they fell six to three. Um, I guess before we get into each individual game, just talking about the positives and the negatives from this weekend. Uh, I think right away, a guy that sticks out is Justin Falk. Um, he's been really, really good. He's been playing like pretty much he's been taking on Petrangelo's role. A lot of us assumed, and myself included, that it would be Pareko. That would be sort of that number one defenseman. But if you look at the uh, – and, and it helps that Falk's on the on the same side as Petrangelo. But if you look at the minutes, if you look at the situations he plays, that Justin Falk has become the guy for the defense. And really, he's uh, – He's uh, he's stepped up to the challenge. Um, he's been potentially the best player on this team, night in, night out, um, on both ends of the ice. He's He's been really, really good in his own end defensively, but also has led the charge offensively at times as well, uh, which has been really, really good. On the flip side, looking at a guy like Vince Dunn, who's just looked absolutely uninspired out there, especially in that 6-3 game, he had um, – couple of really bad turnovers uh and just uh, some uninspired play you know isn't really skating that hard isn't really fighting that hard on the puck um i don't know if he's discouraged just because again he's had a couple of those turnovers he's had a hard time getting up to full speed but he did score a goal in the um 
in the first game against LA. So I don't know. Um, I don't really know what the deal is with him, but I, I, I think that potentially uh, a game or two up in the press box could sort of re, re, reignite that fire um, in Vince Dunn because I think he's a lot better of a player than he's been showing lately. He's been really, really struggling, um, especially in that loss yesterday to LA. In that 6-3 loss, he might have been the worst player on the ice for St. Louis. Um, but I guess going in, taking it game by game, let's talk about Saturday night's game. Um, against LA, and first period looked looked decent for the Blues early on. You know, a bit of back and forth action. Uh, and then they went on the power play, and it just felt just felt like they were, they were due. Excuse me. Um, you, you know, every time they get a power play, it's like it's like you're thinking more and more of all right. You know, it's a matter of time before this team scores. And finally, 13 minutes and 12 seconds into the first period, the Blues got their first power play goal of the season. Scored by none other than their new power play quarterback, Tory Crew. That was a really good play. You know, that's a goal that I think this power play could score consistently. Um, you know, with a guy like Tory Krug up there at the point, just good puck movement, sliding the puck around a lot. Uh, Perron dishes it to Krug, who rips the one timer um, and put the Blues up 1 nothing. I think that that was a really, really good first period for them. I think they played well in all ends of the ice. Jordan Bennington continues to look spectacular. Um, and the power play was finally looking pretty good, you know, it was looking inspired. They were getting some shots on goal. Um, and, and it finally paid off with a guy like Tory crew getting his first goal as a blue. So, um, definitely some, some reason to be excited there. Uh, moving on, Adrian Kempe evened it up about a minute into the second period, but Vince Dunn, the guy we've been talking about, um, as potentially being one of the worst players on this team actually came in and scored, a scored a, a nice goal to put the blues up two to one uh about a couple minutes later uh robert thomas with the great assist there and then just a five five minutes after that uh robert thomas with another beautiful assist again to david perron this time around uh, to put the blues up three to one and i think robert thomas is finally kind of reaching that jordan Cairo level of comfort and confidence out there you know we hadn't really seen a, a big game out of him this year but that was his fourth assist on the season already um so definitely uh, breaking out of his shell a little bit. He looked really, really comfortable out there, making some really good passes and they led to goals. But yet the woes continued for the Blues as they gave up a power play goal late in the period to Dustin Brown. Um, special teams continues to struggle for St. Louis. You know, the power penalty kill wasn't very good in that game. They continued to take a lot of penalties. Obviously, they killed more off than they than they have in previous games, but still a huge, huge area of struggle and definitely something that is a concern that we're still dealing with this many games into the season. Um, but the Blues held on really nicely after the Kings made it close. Uh, they, they battled throughout the whole third period. Kings had a lot of pressure. Jordan Bennington was phenomenal. Um, the defense played really, really well, and Jaden Schwartz finally got his first of the year in an empty netter to put the Blues up four to two. But um, definitely wasn't wasn't the the big game that I guess I sort of expected them to have, um, considering all their struggles lately. I expected them to sort of come out with a statement win against the Kings, and and that wasn't the case. Um, and it made me a little a little nervous heading into game two, and I guess rightfully so because the the team absolutely dropped the ball there. Um, but yeah, I think that even though they won in, in Saturday's game, there was definitely a lot of room for improvement. And I don't think that they built off of that heading into Sunday. Um, but I will get into that before I do, I would do want to tell everyone about our friends over at betonline.ag. Now with, uh, with the hockey season getting up, ramped up to full speed, 
Um, plus college basketball is going on. And then the NFL, you know, we got a big game coming up in a couple of weeks called the Super Bowl. Uh, so that's that's going to be fun. Uh, but yeah, sports are in full swing right now. Finally, for the first time in forever, you know, with the pandemic, you got hockey going on, you got basketball going on, um, and the Super Bowl is in a couple weeks. Uh, there's so much stuff that you could be putting your your money on in any aspect of of the sports world. And there's only one place that has you covered, and one place that we trust over at Locked Up Blues, and that is BetOnline.ag. If you sign up today for a free account at BetOnline.ag, and if you use that promo code Locked On, you'll get a 50% welcome bonus along with your first deposit. That is literally free money when you sign up for BetOnline.ag and use that promo code Locked On. You'll get 50% welcome bonus along with that first deposit. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action, and don't forget to use that promo code Locked On to receive a 50% welcome bonus with that first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts, and I'll be right back with the second half of today's episode. All right, all right, all right. So, Blues came away with a 4-2 victory in the first night of a back-to-back game one against the LA Kings. But it wasn't really too dominant of a victory. It wasn't something that that I really felt comfortable with, confident with. Um, Blues still took five penalties. Uh, Penalty kills still struggled. And power play still struggled as well. I mean, I guess they were one for two, but still. Um still didn't look completely in sync as maybe they should. Uh, Ryan O'Reilly did finally get going on the offensive end, came away with a couple of assists, but moving into night two of the back-to-back was a big test for the Blues. Um, you know, the riding on Billy Huso in his first career start um, definitely needed to, to step up for a lot of guys. And it seemed like it seems like they were going to play pretty well. You know, Jordan Cairo continued to light the world on fire, dished it over to Braden Shen, who scored a really nice goal to put the Blues up 1-0 early on. Um, and they looked they looked pretty comfortable out there. And then took a penalty, and the wheels fell off. Uh, took a penalty late in the first period. Ajax, Alex Ayafalo scored to put the Kings, or tied the game at 1-1. One and then 23 seconds later, all of this, meanwhile, with less than two minutes to go in the first, 23 seconds later, Carl Grundstrom scores just a, a really nice goal. But still, I think that was Vince Dunn was out of position or had a turnover or something of the sort. But definitely a defensive uh, lapse there. The Blues give up two goals in 23 seconds with less than two minutes to go in the third or in the first. And now all of a sudden, instead of coming out of the first up one nothing, they're coming out of it down two to one. And the... I mean, from then on, it was just a disaster. That second period was one of the worst periods of Blues hockey that I've seen in a long time, and that includes the eight nothing loss to Colorado. It, it, it's just it's really frustrating to see the same mistakes get made seemingly over and over and over again by this team. Um, and you know, it wasn't even that they seemed to run into penalty trouble. It was just more uninspired hockey, unengaged guys not competing for the puck, not winning puck battles. Little things like that. That just led to the Kings scoring five unanswered goals. The Blues go up one nothing, take a penalty, and sort of fall into their old habits and, and continue to 
puck watch and wave the stick around at the puck rather than playing the body and not making tape-to-tape passes and turning the puck over. That's the biggest issue is they keep turning the puck over. And I don't remember exactly which goals they were, but Vince Dunn had, I think, two turnovers like that led to two straight goals for the LA Kings. I don't know if it was goals four and five, goals three and four, or something like that. Um, but this was a really, 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 really poor game for Vince Dunn. Um, you know, he looked all right in Saturday night's contest, but in the Sunday game, he was bad. He wasn't just, he wasn't just, you know, invisible out there. He was bad. He had a couple of really bad turnovers and then never really, you know, a couple of times we've seen a guy like Tory Krug have a turnover and he'll, he'll race, race back into his own end and work his ass off and at least make a defensive play on the pocket, you know, while you're like, damn, it sucks that he's prone to turn the puck over like that, but at least, you know, we can rely on him to play defense afterwards. Vince Dunn made a couple of those turnovers that led to goals and just seemingly gave up on the play right afterwards. It's, it's it's frustrating to see because I think we as Blues fans know that he's capable of so much more. We know how good he can be. We were so excited when he uh, finally agreed to come back on that um, one-year deal, but he hasn't lived up to that potential just yet this year. And I think it's frustrating to see him play like this because we know he's capable of so much more. It's not necessarily a case where you've got a guy on the team that's just a straight up bad defenseman and watching him go out there every night. You're like, oh, geez, this guy again. You know, what what boneheaded play is he going to make this night? It, it's not the case with Vince Dunn. We know he's capable of so much more. Um, and I don't know if it's just, it's just a lack of preparation for the season or just a little rusty or whatever it may be, but he does not look like himself out there. Um, and it hasn't really hurt the team too, too much until – last night's game in which he had two turnovers that pretty much directly led to goals um, for LA and and just really has not played at the level that we know he's capable of playing. Um, So yeah, Blues came out of the second period down five to one when they were pretty much in position to come out of the first period up to up one, nothing until the wheels fell off there and and they never really righted the ship. Um, in that second period. And I, I mean, I guess you could say in the first or in the third period that they sort of st- righted the ship and stepped on the gas a little more. Braden Shen scored his second of the night. I uh, have a pretty nice play from Pareko. And then Jordan Cairo continues to make magic happen, which led to a Ryan O'Reilly goal, which I brought them within two. But then for the rest of that period, it's like, it's like, okay, you're within two. It's five to three. This is the LA Kings. You can absolutely come back. Just put some pressure on. And they never really did. They never really. I mean, there was another. I think pretty sure they took another penalty right off of, right after that third goal. Robert Thomas took a freaking face-off violation penalty. So <clears throat> any momentum that this team could have generated was. I mean, I wasn't completely sapped by that. You know, it was at this point they were already still. You know, I'd given up five hundred goals, but. I think that speaks volumes for the struggles that this team has had this year when, yeah, they went down 5-1, but they, they, gave, they gave it a little push. You know, they scored two goals in less than a minute um, to, bring, to bring it to a two-goal lead and or to, to, to shrink the lead to two goals, I should say. And rather than continue to push and continue to, to put momentum or to build off of that momentum and potentially tie the game, take the lead, whatever, um, they immediately take a penalty and all that momentum is out the window. Yeah. Uh, Robert Thomas takes a face-off violation at 7.28, 30 seconds after Ryan O'Reilly scores the goal to make it 5-3. Um, Blues took one, two, three, four, five penalties in this game. Unbelievable. That's they're averaging. They got to be averaging like five penalties a game at this point. Um, 
I mean, it's tough to win when you're in the penalty box that much. It's what we've been saying since the beginning. Tommy and I have been talking about this since the beginning. You know, not only are you just giving the, the other team so many opportunities to score by giving them man advantages, you're also just preventing your team from generating that momentum and building chemistry and, and being able to roll four lines when you're in the penalty box five friggin' times a night, every single night, night in, night out. No wonder guys like Mike Hoffman and, and arguably Tori Krug are struggling to build that chemistry because they don't friggin' play. And when they do, it's, it's, it's right after a penalty kill or whatever guys are tired. It's, it's a tough way to win. It's a tough way to play. And it's very, very, very clearly the biggest problem for this blues team this year. Um, Amongst a plethora of problems, you know, but but I think that once they get that that discipline figured out um, and stay out of the box, everything else is going to write itself. And I'm going to get into that in the last segment of the show. But before I do, I want to tell you about our good friends over at Built Bar. Now, Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. That is a fact. And they have 12 original delicious flavors, but there's six new flavors and the brand new and improved Built Bar is even delicious. There. So you got 18 amazing flavors, 12 originals, six brand new ones, including some with nuts, some without, whatever you may want, they got it. Uh, the six new flavors include caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp to go along with some classics such as peanut butter, mint brownie, banana bread, double chocolate. Ooh, now, if you're a chocolate lover, every single bar is covered in 100% chocolate, not just the chocolate flavors. They're all soft, they're easy to chew, and the best part is... Built Bars are healthy. They're great for the health-conscious person. You can lose or maintain weight while still indulging in a delicious treat. Built Bar is low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber. Great for someone on like a keto diet per se. Um, now if you're looking at one of my favorite flavors, that would be the peanut butter flavor. I got a super sweet tooth for peanut butter. Um, you're getting 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, which is on the higher side for Built Bar. So most bars you're getting will be maxed out at 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, and only 5 grams of net carbs. So go to BuiltBar.com right now and use that promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. We'll be right back to wrap up today's episode. All right. So how do we move forward? How do we look forward? after continuing to struggle against a team like the LA Kings and then go and prepare for uh, two straight games against the, the Vegas Golden Knights and Alex Petrangelo and company. Um, tall test ahead for the Blues. I, I, I think obviously, you know, they did play Colorado early on, but teams weren't weren't completely up to speed. You're going up against the 5-1 and one Golden Knights. Um it's going to be a battle. It's it's going to be a big test for the Blues. You know, right now they're 3-2 and 1 still with an over 500 record if you want to look at it tactically. Um, but that could change, you know, you drop back-to-back games to Vegas and all of a sudden that record's looking looking pretty poor. Uh, and you don't got a whole lot a whole lot of time to sort it out in this shortened season. So, big big test against Vegas. Um, I guess it's just one game. Looking at the Oh no, January 26th and January 28th. Never mind. Yeah, so the 26th would be tomorrow, so Tuesday night. Um, and then Thursday night as well, 9 p.m. Eastern, both times. So big games for St. Louis going up against Alex Petrangelo, going up against Marc Andre Fleury, who has been a brick wall this year. 3 3 0, 1 goal allowed average, 951 save percentage, and a shutout. He's been on point this year, so you're going to have to face him at least once, maybe twice. Um, 
and that's that's going to be a, a real test for this team. Um, definitely the, the the hardest opponent that they faced this year. If you assume that you know Colorado was still working out the beginning of season kinks to begin the year, as was St. Louis, but Vegas is rolling. Vegas hasn't missed a step. They're five and one. They've been dominant. Um, it's, it's Mark Stone has eight points in six games. Alex Petrangelo just scored his first goal. He's got three points in six games. Shea Theodore's got six points in six games. They've got a lot of good players um, and a lot of potential to make life really, really difficult for the Blues. But if, if the Blues are that Stanley Cup team that we've all been saying that they have the potential to be, if they want to prove, if the Blues want to prove that they can go out there and compete for a Stanley Cup this year, um, we haven't really seen that out of them this year. You know, we haven't really seen a consistent performance over two games that that give me reason to believe that they can go out and compete for a Stanley Cup this year. And these would certainly be the games to do it. Uh, you're going against your former captain, Alex Petrangelo. You're going against maybe the best other team in your division in the Vegas Golden Knights. Um, it's it's going to be tough. You know, they're, they don't mess around. Their, their power play has always been really, really good. So if you continue to take penalties against them, they're going to make you pay. It's it's going to be it's it's going to be tough for St. Louis. I think that they're capable of winning both these games in this series because um, I think they're a much better team than what we've seen out of them. But uh, time's sort of running out to flip that switch, to stop taking those penalties, to whatever it may be, to to play more inspired hockey, for Vince Dunn to step it up and and be that player that we know he's capable of, for Jordan Binnington to have a, a shutout finally and steal a game. Not that he hasn't already because he's maybe been the best the best overall, most valuable player for the Blues this year. You know, they could have been 0-6 without him. So who knows? Um, a lot to look forward to, but also a lot to be nervous about. I think these these two games are going to be really stressful, really fun, but but definitely really stressful. A lot on the line. Um, definitely a lot of emotion involved as well, playing against a guy like Alex Petrangelo. So I'm looking forward to watching it, and we will have you covered every second, every day of the week here on the Lockdown Blues podcast. Um, we should have the game reactions up at 5 a.m. next day following the game. I know today was an exception but you know i just moved back into my apartment tommy's moving home right now so we're it's all sort of chaotic right now but yeah we will have those game reactions up to you fresh and early as well as the game preview coming up tomorrow before the game tommy will be back and we'll be giving our predictions for locked on player of the series or of the games uh but yeah for me it's vince dunn he's got to step up big time he's been really really poor uh, in these past few games at at times especially last game so a lot of guys need to step up. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. So definitely, definitely uh, follow along here at the Lockdown Blues Podcast. Hit that follow or subscribe button on whatever podcast platform you're listening to. That way you never miss a new upload from us. We're going to be uploading all the time now that the season is going five days a week. We're super excited about it. Uh, yeah, so thanks so much for listening. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Lockdown Blues. Follow my Twitter, my personal Twitter at Josh Hyman NHL. Follow Tommy's at T Welcher15. Thanks for listening. Let's hope this week goes well for the Blues because.